I know I'm tired, but am I that tired? No. <laughs> I didn't even get coffee this morning. I'm like dying. Yeah, I'm actually, this is why I don't drink hot coffee because I had to take my sweater off and I'm sweating. So. You know what's funny is I was having this conversation with Kylie the other day, my sister, and she always gets iced coffee. And I'm like, I can't do it when it's cold. She's like, yeah, but the thing is here, it just gets cold anyway. So. Yeah, it's like, I'm already freezing. I might as well just make my insides cold. Yeah. Is it storming there? Um, no. I mean, it was raining the past couple days, so it was kind of, like, kind of annoying to get, like, some walks in and all that, because I'm not getting wet. And also, wet dogs equals the zoomies, so <laughs> not doing that. Um, so today it's going to be a little bit nicer. Lucky you're freaking blizzard here. Ooh. Yeah, so. No, we haven't seen any snow yet, thankfully. Hopefully, uh, I'll miss it if I get out in time. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, I woke up this morning, we have like six inches. I, yeah. It's, thank you. It's freezing. Did you have to shovel it too? I try to offer him, my dad's like, nope, don't do it, I got it. And of course, he's like old, but he's like so stubborn in his way. Yeah. Like, whatever, dad, wait till you throw out your back. My dad will like, I think, well, my dad drags my brother along to do it, and then I always kind of just hide in the kitchen with my sweater and my blanket on, like, please don't ask me. I have to keep mom company in the house. Someone yeah, obviously. I've got to hold down the fort and just make sure the heat is on, you know? Like, if you guys fall and bust your ass, someone has to call 911. Like, exactly. that's my job. You know, I'll just, I'm here for moral support, just cheering <laughs> you through the window with the dogs. <laughs> I'm watching them. I'm keeping them inside yeah. at I'm keeping them safe, because uh, apparently Anakin wants to run out the freaking door, so that's nice. I'm like, where are you going? You don't even know this place. <laughs> He's like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So how was your Christmas? Dude, it was good. It was, it was good. There's so many people that come to my house for Christmas. We have, like, 25 people. Oh, my God. Yeah, mine's the same way. Like, probably around at least, like, 30. Yeah. Yeah, too mom. much interaction. Yeah, my mom goes in, and then we donate gifts to uh, kids that don't mm-hmm. have families and stuff in the hospital for Christmas. So it was good. It was hectic, but it was good. Yeah, that was really good. Was yours yeah. smooth? Uh, uh. <laughs> There's always like, those family quarrels. It's like there's mm-hmm. always like some like I literally I'm not gonna go into I won't go into detail obviously, but. My brother, when we were talking about it at the table for like breakfast, my brother was like, this has the potential to be the best Christmas ever. And I was like, we should have just gotten a popcorn maker so we could just sit there at the dinner. And watch it unravel. Watch the show happen. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I'll say. It was uh, very, <clears throat> very interesting. Yeah. Um, we're never really big on the holidays anyway. So I ended up going home at like 9.30 to like sit with my dog. Um, and also that's just... That's when, oh, I was telling Lauren this, I had an edible, so I had, like, one and a half, which is apparently weird, because, like, I only felt it after I had, like, one and a half, so once I sat down with my dog at the end of the night, I was like, I'm ready for bed, like, that was amazing, perfect way to end uh, Christmas in my Oh my gosh, well, I thought my grandma was going to kill me, because we started talking about politics, which I don't think you should talk about, but I, when I know something... <laughs> I like to poke the bear. Like if yeah. I know something, for that family member. 
I'm like, because mm, I like, like, right like around if, the I the, if I can get the fire started, I'm just going to kind of sit back yeah, and watch, yeah. it, watch it blow up. <laughs> yeah, I'll just sit back with like the tray of cookies. And like, <laughs> So my mom got my brother and his now wife, uh, these, uh, like the loci bracelets and they oh. were red, white and blue. And they were trying to find like, you know, they have significant names for like the yeah. bad ones. They were trying to find the name. And I was like, mom, it's the MAGA bracelet. And my grandma's like, MAGA? Or if my grandma's like old, she's in her 80s, she's like, MAGA. Of course, we're in New England, so she's definitely yeah. a Democrat. And I was like, yeah, grandma, make America great again. <laughs> she literally turned like the whole, <laughs> about fell off a rocker. She wanted to kill me. She was oh, so mad. She's like, I'm going to have to disown you. Are you seriously a Republican? I love Trump, grandma. <laughs> just getting her going. Oh my god, it was so funny. That's hilarious. She hated yeah. it. There's always like those few family members who have to like just bring up politics. I think I left her a little bit after that. I was like, I'm not paying attention. I'm just playing on my phone right now. But this is interesting. It was just so funny. And of course, yeah. like now my brother's married, so his new wife was there, and it was like mm -hmm. our first Christmas with her there. And that's, oh, really? Yeah, just like new, new discomfort things, you know. Yeah, and we just got like, like, kind of what you have to accept. Sometimes yeah. they don't always mesh so evenly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was it was good overall. Good. But yeah, I definitely tried to spice it up, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, you always have to. If, if things are a little too boring, just make a comment and then just sit back and watch. Unravel. <laughs> it's like my job. I'm like throwing jabs if I'm just like oh, what's gonna happen <laughs> just <laughs> try to keep it light you know yeah but sometimes it's like there's the elephant in the room and is anybody gonna address it okay no no, no one okay yeah literally just um, me and this all this awkward tension here families are crazy dude oh my gosh every family like like I, yeah every every family and it's like I love them of course but it's like yee oh my god so but that's why we only get together like once a year. Honestly, <laughs> and it's it's yeah, it's good that way. It's good. You yeah. get it all out there. You, you do the right thing for the twenty four hours max that you're together, and then you just kind of, all right, I'll see you next year, and we'll address this. Maybe maybe then we'll get we'll get the full story out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you know what? I think it's time to feed the dogs, even if it's an hour early. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next door. Just hang thing, out for a half hour. That thing that I just gotta do. <laughs> So, you know, I can hear Eric and barking. I'm just gonna check out for a little bit. Oh, look, there goes my doggy timer. Time to go. Oh, you don't hear it? No, I hear it. It's totally going off. It's fine. Yeah. It's in my circadian clock. I just know. It's, no. Yeah, it's puppy signals. Um, what's it called? Spidey signals or, is, I don't know. I'm, okay, I'm done. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Dog whisperer? I'm, I'm overheating right now. So, like, I'm just, like, I think my brain is just short-circuiting a little bit. But, a little bit I'm over here yeah. my brain maybe was your favorite gift my favorite gift oh I feel like all I really got this year was just clothing and got something else I got a passion planner which is really freaking nice That's awesome. uh, I'm so, I just want to get like all the pretty pens now so I could just like organize my entire life um <laughs> So I got the new Celestial Bodies. Well, I guess I got like a lot of the clothes in that collection. So I'm like super pumped because I feel like I have a new wardrobe. But yeah, I got their new collection. 
and then I think just the planner and my family members usually just give me like gift cards and stuff um so yeah I would say like definitely the clothes I mean literally I I am happy with anything that I got but I would say the passion planner just because I'm like super excited to just like start using it already and I'm like why can't it be January <laughs> soon yeah. one more day I know literally and then you got to adult life, dude. Um, my favorite gift. So my mom definitely made the effort to like buy me some adulting female clothing, mm-hmm. which I appreciate because I can't do that on my own. Same. And I think uh, one of my favorite gifts is like my mom and my dad bought me new posing heels. Mm, nice. They previously, were like not supportive at all of the bodybuilding thing. So. Yeah them making that effort was like really nice that's really nice so that was that was really good but that was that and yeah. uh yeah dude so one topic i messaged you about because people have been doing a lot of like 2019 reflections and a couple i posted a q a that wasn't spam botted for whatever reason that was nice i can't even do those anymore i know it's like i don't even know what that is it's annoying hi they're like hi have you seen that have you tried my collection have you are you working out today like, on my page hi you're awesome hi like yeah. go away like what the fuck is this um but yeah one of the good questions i got was like you know lessons learned from 2019 and um you know what you're looking forward to to in 2020 so i figured that might be a good podcast yeah. for us to kind of reflect on the last year yeah so if you want to start me I I really tried to like write stuff down. Um, oh, I was just gonna go dumb. I feel like I can't like condense it into like a short list just because I don't know. Like I f- it's not like a blur or anything, but I feel like it had a lot of like ups and downs for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the big one that sticks out is I graduated. Mm-hmm. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm an, I'm a real adult. Um, so I don't know, man. It's just like you know a year ago like I was I mean I've been coaching for a little over a year and that whole transition into like coming onto the team you know the first assistant coach and all that was like super freaking hard to make just because we had that little hump of like you know we're a team local fit and it's not just one coach anymore and it it took a little bit of time for that to catch on and for people to really like you know see like who I am and then same thing with all the other coaches as well um so when I compare like where I am now with coaching and like my confidence and all that stuff to a year ago it's like crazy crazy like 180 um in this in the sense that like I feel so much more secure in like who I am as a coach and I have so much more like confidence in like myself and my abilities um and obviously, I feel like that's just, like, a little hump that every new coach is kind of going to go through at some point, just, like, you know, starting out or maybe, you know, just building that, you know, confidence up and, you know, really speaking with conviction. Yeah. Because you do know your shit. I mean, I was hoping that I'm talking about coaches who, you know, have <laughs> behind them and degrees and experience, that good mix that we can obviously talk about. Um, so I think that was a big hurdle for me to start um and I guess like that's just the first one that sticks out to me so I'll let you take on uh one of yours that you thought about 
Yeah. Um, so this year overall, I'll say the biggest thing that it gave me was perspective. Um, I, I realize things about myself that I've never really um, looked at before. Like I try to look at my own habits and like patterns and decision-making um, and like self-efficacy for me this year has been like huge, like just being able to look at yourself and understand mm -hmm. yourself a little bit better. Um, and I realized that I have a very large passion for progress. Um, and so I used to be really afraid of things that were uncomfortable and like, I'm still human. So like I get anxiety and like, you know, things that make me uncomfortable at first. I'm like, do I really want to do this? Um, but I forced myself to do them. And I, I learn a lot going through those processes. So um, this year for me, you know, coming into a full year of, of no dieting when I had been dieting previously since like 2015, which was long, um, you know, being in a place where I had to look at my goals in my body from a different angle and appreciate it for those different things. Um, allows me to come into you know this year with a lot more understanding of the different swings it's so easy to coach someone through that and like objectively and logically you know that uh, but being able to separate kind of your emotional state from your logical mind and allow yourself to feel whatever it is that you feel because those feelings are valid mm -hmm. but be able to objectively be like all right well this is the situation logically this is what i know i need to do to be successful in this area in my current situation with my bigger goals um and so that's something that i continue to work on is kind of allowing myself to be the emotional person that i am but always have that objective and logical mind like bring me forward and closer to my overall larger goals in the long run yeah, like what's the what's the overarching um, goal that you want versus what you're feeling now or like mm -hmm. what, you know, you may be thinking about now. Mm -hmm. Keeping that in perspective is really like huge. Um, and I would say, you know, another one of mine would probably be, um, I think, um, you know, I, I went through some stuff with like my off season and um, just like figuring out shit and being really frustrated. Um, there were a lot of times where I thought that I was broken and maybe that sounds dramatic. Um, also, like Kate said, I'm human. Um, I freak out just like anyone else can. Um, and there were times where I thought like my body's working against me. It's, it's okay. It's cool. Everything's fine while my house is on fire. Um, <laughs> and I literally thought like, you know, I'm doing everything in my power, you know, to control X, Y, and Z. You know how I am. Like, I'm not going to bullshit any of that. And I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted. And things just kind of went the opposite direction. And I felt like my body had a mind of its own at that point. So for me, it was a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I definitely had to work on even more so. Not like, it's one thing to think that like, yeah, I've been through like a few preps and I've done X, Y, and Z. So like, obviously I have patience, but to really be like tested again, um, it shows you like, wow, like this is obviously something that you can always kind of work on. Um, just like being patient with where you're at currently um, and accepting kind of where your body's kind of sitting um, and what that whole thing is doing, just because your overall health is obviously number one. Um, I was taking, you know, the appropriate blood work. I was, you know, really working on the outside surrounding variables 
other than just training and diet. Right. So There's for me, like, yeah, yeah, like, like the patience and just like having to really sit and just like trust that I'm going to be where I want to be eventually. But right now it's, I need to be patient and just relax a little bit. Um, just because I always, I can also get, be very guilty of setting timelines in my head. And I've said this a few times before, but I originally thought like, okay, I'm going to end my prep in 2018, right? I'm going to reverse diet for a few months and then come 2019, I want to hit the stage again and blah, 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 blah. Um, obviously I didn't, I'm not hitting the stage in 2019, <laughs> um, but obviously <laughs> I totally hit that goal guys. Um, so obviously plans change and it sucks, but it's something that you just have to kind of deal with. I have clients who deal with this too. You know, some of them wanted to hit the stage before the end of the year, but timeline wise, it's not going to work out like that. Especially if, you know, me being an honest coach, I want them to be ready Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have to be flexible and be patient and just trust that you know what you're gonna get where you want to be but maybe it's not now maybe it's not next month that's why you have to kind of just trust the process and just be patient yeah that was my next one was patience because my patience has been tried so many times in so many different arenas of my life um, and you know we've talked about this like with graduating and just transitioning into that adult and kind of going through um, that imposter syndrome with coaching and figuring out, you know, what the next steps are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a big transition and it's, it's hard to kind of wrap my mind around because I don't know what's next. I don't necessarily have any concrete plans. I know what I want to do. I know what I'm passionate about. I know that like my life in my routine isn't necessarily going to change, but I have the ability to really do that anywhere. And I, I think that that's kind of scary. And then it's like, okay, we've spent so many hours in the lab and so much time in the classroom and just kind of focusing on the research that we do and coaching. And now it's like that element is removed for the most part. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's like, what do you do, you know, to stay involved with what you're passionate and continue to learn because that's huge to me. Um, But while expanding and growing and providing more content and more benefits to reach more people, because that's ultimately the goal that, you know, I have is, is to be able to ex- expand upon the knowledge that I've gained, but continue to stay in that, as well as, you know, learn from people um, that are more in the trenches as well. So it's, it's kind of figuring out where, where and how to do that, that's best going to suit me. Um, and that's very overwhelming. Yeah, just, oh my god, all the feelings this year. Seriously, it's been it's been really good. Like I couldn't have expected better um, as far as the shifts that I've gone through both like physically, like Mm -hmm. I've done a lot, but mentally too, and with coaching. Um, So I'm excited to kind of see where that's going to lead, but there are so many opportunities and I, I've challenged myself. And one of my big goals coming into this year is to just say yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything that feels, like I said, I, I like that feeling of discomfort, like it's scary, but I know deep down those feelings I have is because I know I need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to just like pull the trigger and like do those things, but that's like one of the biggest challenges I have for myself this coming year is like whenever I feel discomfort at an opportunity, I need to say yes. Yeah, I totally agree there. Like, I, I don't know what I was reading or listening to, but it was something like, uh, it had something to do with maybe just like getting out of a funk or something or getting some kind of um, 
ball rolling, I guess. And literally the best piece of advice is to just like do something, like do anything. So whether that's, if you have to start small, like I'm going to fold my laundry and then that's going to move into this area of the house. And then I'm actually going to get my, get my ass into gear and actually be productive. So like taking any kind of action to just do something when you feel like you are crippled and can't do anything or don't want to push yourself to do anything. Um, literally that just snowballs. So any kind of little action that gets you in the right direction, that's going to grow. And then you're going to get yourself moving. Um, again, like, like you said, it's just pushing yourself to do it, even though you don't really want to. Um, and I also kind of struggle with that with kind of like putting myself out there, I would say. Um, sometimes literally if I, like, it could be anything as small as like, I don't feel like, you know, interacting with anyone, like, whatever. But sometimes like, it's as little as, okay, well, if I don't feel like driving to (laughs) powerhouse, maybe I'll go to my gym. That's like a walk away, you know, that's something smaller, but hey, I'm still actually making myself like move around a little bit and get out. So I'm not like holed up on my laptop all day. (laughs) So literally just like, doing shit you don't want to do because you know it's good for you um and that's kind of like it sounds easier said than done to just like just do it you know but literally that's like I remember when I I was really I I mean I struggle with like anxiety as well um when it was really bad one of the things that I literally had to do was like even though I don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning I gotta do it and obviously it makes me feel better the fact that I did and same thing with just being social and putting myself in social situations like yeah you don't feel like you want to do it now but you're going to be happy that you did instead of just being anxious and kicking yourself in the ass when you don't go out and then you feel all those other anxious emotions um after the fact because oh I really could have had a good time but I kept myself back from that so it's kind of like a similar idea there yeah, that's like one question I get asked all the time. It's like, how do you stay so motivated? Like, how do you not get insecure? And I'm like, y'all, I am a human. I am a female. And I'm basically going yeah. through a midlife crisis at 26. <laughs> I feel all of those things, but it's building on habits. And the only way that you can either make or break habits, because there are bad habits too, is yeah. to force yourself to do stuff that you don't want to do. And that becomes routine. And routine becomes habit because that's having discipline is doing things whether or not you feel like doing them. And that can apply to every single aspect of your life. Like it's not just training. It's not just nutrition. It's, it's like you said, like getting out of bed or, you know, going outside and walking in this fucking snow, which I hated doing, but I had to do it. Like it sucks. I was talking to you the other day about like, my knee is just shit the bed. Like it's so cold here. You just don't want to move. Yesterday it was like pouring rain. And I was like, you know, I don't want to walk outside, but I know like I want to get some steps in. So I'm like walking downstairs with my dog while he's jumping up and sniffing at me. I'm like, I mean, it's better than nothing. Whatever. It works. It works. <laughs> like something. And something is literally always better than nothing. Yeah, literally. Um, what are your goals for this year? Do you have any? Do yeah, have- I mean, I have a few. Um, that's actually something that we we did like kind of collaboratively as, as coaches, um, talking with Lauren, kind of like, you know, make some business goals, make some personal goals. Um, I think one of my business goals is, um, obviously to kind of transition into full-time. So I want to build my roster up to a point where I would consider that Mm full-time. Um, right now I still have, uh, I mean, I obviously have flexibility, but right now my roster is kind of like maybe halfway there. 
Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, building that up is going to be number one. Um, also, of course, to a level where, you know, quality is high and I can still, you know, give each client ample amount of time and energy that they, that they deserve. Mm -hmm. So that's my number one business goal. Um, and another one I, I really want to work on is Instagram and just like working on like that consistency and the content there. So I really, I literally was, I woke up yesterday and I realized oh, I don't have anything ready. Cause usually I was like, I was on a roll with like getting stuff out on Mondays and last week I did pretty good. I feel like I got four or five posts in last week. Um, where where my goal is like four right now mm -hmm. so um I was like I looked at my phone and I had like instant anxiety I'm like okay I have 24 hours in a day it's gonna get done but it's like one of my goals this year just to kind of like keep that momentum up and just pump out a lot of content on that end just because we know um you know Instagram is a really just good place to reach more people and just to get more free information out there so that's another one of my goals and you know obviously to build up that engagement um, and then just to like name a personal goal is obviously to get on stage, um, in 2020. Um, and a small goal there is just to, I want to win an overall. So that's, that's a goal I'm setting for myself. I love that because that's literally people are like, are you going to go to nationals and compete? And I'm like, my first goal is a baby step goal. I want to win a regional show. If I can't win a regional show then I'm not ready and that's okay. Like I think people um get kind of ahead of of the things and we could actually you know talk a little bit about you know qualities in a good coach because okay. one thing i get inquiries a lot of our clients that come from ifbb mm -hmm. coaches and while i do think that there is experience that matters because it makes you relatable and you understand what they're going through that doesn't necessarily make you the most knowledgeable coach yeah. Um, some of the best coaches I've ever had in any facet of my life, whether it was basketball, you know, competing, Paul's good. So I, you know, he mm -hmm. winner, but like <laughs> not every one of them are like super successful. Okay. That doesn't mean they're not amazing coaches. Lauren, for example, she's a pro, um, but she's not like on the Olympia stage. Yeah. That doesn't take away from her being a phenomenal coach. Exactly. Um, you know, and I, I just think that people kind of get caught up in someone's personal achievements, especially in a physique sport where genetics and proportions and like all those things are going to play a very large role in the outcome of that person's success. Mm -hmm. Um, it's more important to have someone who understands not only the experience, um, but the physiology and biological adaptations, as well as the psychology behind that stuff. Um, and has anecdotal experience and or really good mentors that have taught them those things. Because I think, and we are starting to see, unfortunately, that there's a lot of calculations in coaching and people are trying to rely on formulas. Um, and, and that's not how we practice coaching. Um, and that's not how you should just make adjustments. Not that, uh, there are so many other factors and I can talk about this till I'm fucking blue yeah. in the face. I've had so many clients, um, you know, now that I pay a lot more attention to blood work, a lot more attention to uh, their blood sugar regulation and levels and their stress quality and, and their, you know, cortisol levels, um, you know, those will impact someone's outcome. Um, and an equation doesn't match that. It, it just does not. Yeah. People that say calories calories out. Yes, fundamentally and from the groundwork in a healthy person, um, that is going to be king. Uh, but when you put in calories in, calories out, and it's not equating mm -hmm. over time, and you're just seeing that there's other wonky things going on because you should be asking 
questions of your clients and getting feedback, um, then that's an, that's an insight to, okay, there's something else going on here that we need to assess. And only, you know, this is not in the literature. There's no bodybuilding. Now we're working on case studies at Bill Campbell's lab, but there's no series of case studies that can tell you how to navigate someone's health in that way. Um, and if you don't have proper guidance and knowledge on how to do that to help someone, uh, that's where I find a lot of error is, is happening. Yeah. Like I remember I had, I feel like it was a conversation with my sister or something. I think she was bringing something up that she read in her textbook. Uh, she's getting her DPT. Um, uh, she's actually almost graduating. So she's going to have her doctorate like come the spring semester. Woo. Um, but she, I think she brought something up to me that she read in one of her books and we were going back and forth and I'm like, but not everything is, you cannot base everything off of a textbook basically. So just because we know something, um, you know, black and white doesn't mean that that's going to apply to every single instance that you come across. So same thing here. Like, yeah, this, you know, this general idea, this general formula, right. Um, but you can't expect to use that in the actual field because there's so many other variables that aren't being taken account into account when you read that little passage. So um, yeah, same idea with with that, you know, there's so many other things that you need to look at. And, you know, this is also a person you're talking to, not some, you know, this is Jim, Jim's 180 pounds, and then blah, blah, blah. If he eats 200 calories here, like, no, it's not some like little math equation, like where Jim eats 200 watermelons, like, no. <laughs> so, watermelons? You know those like math equations when you're a kid, like, I bought 200 watermelons, and Sally took 10. How many do I have? Like, why the hell would you, okay, you know, I'm not going to go there. Um, I'm just going to let you buy your 200 watermelons. How about that? Yeah. And, it's, um, and I'm not saying that those like initially don't work, especially if you're someone who might work with more just lifestyle people. But even then, like I see insulin sensitivity and resistance becoming a much larger problem. Um, and that comes from, I mean, there are multiple reasons, uh, but one big one is just continued, um, like calorie surplus, especially in carbohydrates and fat. And so if you're someone working in an obese population, maybe, um, you know, they, they might have blood sugar issues and it's not, you know, I work with a lot of people that are considered to be diabetic or becoming diabetic. Mm-hmm. And I've had clients that will reverse that just from cleaning up their diet, executing nutrition and training properly and moving forward with those things that they need to be doing. Do you need to leave? Huh? Do you need to leave? Whatever you're doing, just give me two to nine. I'm coming back later on. How long is later on? Wow. Okay. All right, I'll text you in a bit. My dad's walking in, making sure I'm not blowing up the office. <laughs> it's like, is my stuff still where I left it? He's like, hey, like, still sitting here, dad. It's chilling. Um, but yeah, so I just think that there's. Yes, on some level, like those fundamental and foundational things are going to help people. And I don't think that, I, tr- I try to believe that most people's intentions are good and they really do want to help people. But saying that you don't know or you need to outsource or you need some more information um, is okay. You know, and I think that that's a sign of a good coach. I think that one of the biggest downfalls and pitfalls that I see uh, are red flags, in my opinion, are people that speak in all or nothing blatant terms. Um, or absolutes. And if you have a discussion with them and they are very hard on changing their mind, uh, that's when personal bias comes into into play 
Um, and I think that's where a lot of downfalls are, not only in coaching, but even in like science and, and stuff like that. There's a lot of bias in research um, and being aware of that, you know, anticipated outcome of a study um, or, or looking at, you know, different people and their perspectives and the way that they speak. I think that being aware of that is important as someone who's looking for a coach or looking to hire someone, um, you know, having someone who's flexible in their approaches um, and really looks at a unique pathway for each individual. And that's why it's hard when people ask me questions and they're like, you just don't want to give the answer. And I'm like, I have to say it depends because it really is context dependent. Um, yeah. I would be doing you a disservice if I was like, this is what you got to do, boo. Like this will bring it. Um, There are even like simple questions like how much, how many, I got this literally like Christmas morning, I think, or maybe the other day, like how many calories should I be eating? I can't answer that. (laughs) And it's like, seems like, well, you know me, like, just tell me. I'm like, I can't tell you that. Like literally like, what are you eating now? What have you, have you dieted in the past? What do you, what's your goal? Like, you know, I can't, I can't tell you any of that information because I have none. Um, so yeah, same, same idea. It's like these, these questions that seem easy to answer, like, Oh, you know, well, I'm a male and I'm this tall. So you should be able to tell me a calorie number, right? Well, technically not. I mean, sure. If you want to get a baseline, but that that's not even accurate. Like the biggest thing with calculators that I see the issue is, is especially in female populations, we tend to undereat. And so what your calculated metabolic rate should be might not be what it actually is and probably is not. And the Uh, biggest thing I see is like, yeah, like you were a college athlete and you had this goal at the time, but now you're graduating and you're home now and you're not as active. So all that activity love, all that activity level plays into that too. So, you know, you have to take into account where you are in your life. So something may have worked for you before and you could try that again, but it may not prove uh, just as effective because there are so many other variables in your life that have changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's like those, while they might be, I don't even want to say they're good guidelines. I think anyone who seriously wants to learn about themselves, um, you just start tracking and you look at your weight trend. And if you're losing weight, you're in a deficit. Mm-hmm. If you're gaining weight, you're in a surplus. And that will give you the biological feedback that you need. And then you adjust from there based on whatever it is that your goal is. Yeah. And it seems like, I mean, I think telling people to like, oh, you have to track your food for a few days. Um, a lot of people feel like that's a chore. Um, but it really is the most accurate way that you're going to find the answer that you're looking for. Um, and it's Honestly, not that hard, I would say. Like, especially if you're like me and you eat the same thing every day. Like, take a few seconds when you're eating your meal, when you're making your meal, plug that shit in, and you're done. So yeah. it doesn't have to be this huge, like, chore that you spend hours on every day. Um, I think people blow that out of proportion a lot. It's really just a few seconds, choose what you're eating, plug it in, and then there you go. And especially, it's going to be easier when you're just starting out because you don't have targets to hit. You're just eating your normal day. <laughs> So yeah, it's like exactly. you're struggling to hit your protein or anything and you're like stressing out about what to eat for breakfast. Yeah. One thing that I'll tell people to do if they like don't even feel comfortable doing that, I'm like, just keep a little notepad by your food scale, mm-hmm. zero it out, put on what, what you would normally put on. If it says 312 grams, you write 312 grams of whatever you just put on your plate and then you go right. about your day, you know? Yeah. 
that's a good serving, but you know, <laughs> and to have massive servings. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, I'm dreaming about white rice right now. Huh? Oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Dining Chronicles uh, coming to you soon. <laughs> yeah, how is everything going? It's good. I mean, I hit, uh, I actually hit a low on Christmas too. Hmm. So I make, what is it with me and hitting lows on holidays? I don't know. It's a thing now. So, um, so that's really cool. Um, and, you know, with the way things kind of looked this week, Lauren said, if anything comes up before you come home, have an untracked meal. And that's pretty cool. Cause I feel like I've never had, I've already had like maybe two untracked meals this prep and I've never really had that before in a prep. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to take it because I'm like so not used to like having that response to where like I can afford to have an untracked meal, even if I, I'm not the one to go ham, obviously, but, um, one of the cheesecake factory bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I have everything on the menu. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's like so weird because like, just like we talk about, you know, all the time is like, just because one prep went a certain way doesn't mean another prep is going to go the same way. So, um, this is kind of new for me. So I'm like, eh, do I take it? I don't really know. So I'm just going to play it by ear tonight and see how late I stay up. And if I feel like it, I'll have some dessert. So that's the plan. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's exciting to see just like, you know, for me to like anticipating dieting, I know it's going to be Mm -hmm. A, a whirlwind um, coming from this perspective because I've never, for the sport of bodybuilding, actually had to really die hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that will be a new thing. And yeah. so it will be very, very trying, I'm sure, on me mentally. I'm not, I don't anticipate that I will be. I think it'll be a good experience. It will be great. I, I And my biggest issue not issue my biggest mental hiccup right now is I've worked so hard to put on the amount of muscle that I have I'm literally I don't I just don't want to lose it like that's kind of my fear and I know obviously we've talked about this I guess you are going to lose lean body mass like that happens um but trying to mitigate that response as much as possible is going to be my my biggest focus um through whatever dieting happens um but you know, also not having a strict timeline is really important. Mm -hmm. So we will, we will see how the Chronicles of Kate go this year. (laughs) Chronicles of Kate. (laughs) The Chronicles. Uh, Yes. Yeah, that's gonna be really cool because, you know, just another experience for you to add into your little toolbox, you know, and then that's just going to make you better at coaching people through that as well. So well, and the thing is, like I said, it's kind of like, you know, like I diet people for shows all the time and I kind of know the rate at which it should go and having a flexible mm-hmm. timeline and like what you would expect to see and what you wouldn't expect to see and like kind of where, you know, hiccups happen and, and blah, blah, blah. So understanding that from where I sit is is different than looking in the mirror and being like, uh, is this bitch going to be ready? <laughs> like, are you sure? Yeah. So- I literally had that thought when, like, when I started prep because I was like, I guess it was because I spent so long with an unresponsive body that when I started, I was like, it's not going to go well. Oh my God. Like, I'm going to have to back out because nothing's going to happen. Like, what if nothing works? Like all these, like all this self-doubt just like flooded into my brain the first two weeks of dieting. And 
it was so like overwhelming because I was like okay but I'm not in that place anymore so like why can't I just give this a chance but it's still like a little fear in the back of my head like what if you end up in a place where like your body just hates you again (laughs) or like at least that's what it felt like at the time like what if you end up in a place where like you want this thing but nothing is you're not like reaping the benefits of all that work so it's like I guess we all have just like different little bits of anxiety (laughs) just depending on what our own experiences are dieting beforehand so yeah it's really interesting to see the differences there I remember before I did the rapid fat loss thing like generated such an energy deficit Mm -hmm. and in my head I'm like I'm not gonna lose weight like a logical brain was like you're not gonna lose weight like you're not gonna respond you're just gonna be stuck here forever like I get those feelings and they're like so completely irrational but they are valid like people feel that way and so like coming from that standpoint now I understand like the anxiety that comes around that because that's kind of where I'm sitting I'm like all right so we're gonna diet this year and maybe we'll respond but like maybe we won't I don't really know but um yeah dude that's my biggest goal honestly competing wise is to win an overall but the probably even bigger than that for me is mastering my stage presence and and owning that I think that there's not enough uh focus that goes into that yeah because uh, it's not just about getting to get on ASAP yeah, it's not just about being lean. It's not just about having that that physique. It's about understanding how to pose it, understanding how to present it, um, and, and being confident in all aspects of that. Because one thing that I really struggled with last year, and I've talked about this a little bit, is anxiety around shows, um, whether it's travel anxiety or that's, you know, mind fucked of comparison that we do um, Either way, one thing that it, it, I mean, it will completely flush out my physique, like cortisol dumps everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I've really had to focus on mentally in my off season is mastering my mindset um, around situations that make me anxious. Um, and so trying to understand that aspect, of course, everything when you're dieting and you're lean uh, is amplified. So, you know, being able to do it in my off season was really important. And so now that I've kind of come to be able to at least manage it and, and understand what triggers it, um, focusing while I diet through that process mentally, um, is definitely going to aid in a better outcome for me overall. Um, so that's a big focus coming into this year is just continuing to, to manage that in the best way possible. That's really good. And I think, Oh my God. Like, I feel like I've never like had one of those experiences with like the cortisol dump, Mm -hmm. but I know like just in my life in general, like one thing can just spiral into another. And then next thing I know I'm driving home from the, it's always when I'm driving home from the gym or something. Like I just have all this anxiety hit me and I'm like, (gasps) like, you know, but I know that's something that I could definitely work on too. Um, And the fact that, you know, you work on that when you're not dieting is even better. (laughs) Um, just because it just helps solidify that for when you do transition into that dieting phase. Yeah, that was a very big, uh, because even though after junior nationals, um, I, I improved to Miami and my physique going into Miami peak week looked phenomenal. My physique on stage 
was not my best at all. And that was because of the anxiety I had. I mean, the funniest shit ever is the fact that I literally didn't do much cardio. Um, again, but like context dependent, I was super lean, um, probably too lean. And so I needed to kind of reduce that substantially. Um, so that's not common to people listening. Most people have to get pretty aggressive cardio. Um, I was not that case. So the most cardio I did for that prep was the night before the show and the morning of, and that was to try to sweat out the water retention that I had. I even had to sit in a sauna. Um, and still like you could see it in my physique, it was just kind of flushed. Um, and that again was so much stage anxiety, um, that I did not manage. And so again, like I know that people get really pulled to prep and I think that it's in a, it's a beautiful and empowering sport and it will challenge you um, mentally and physically, but the mindset that you go into any dieting situation, any goals, any goals that you have in your life, if you can't manage the psychology, the physiology is not going to follow. Like if you can't have your mindset in the correct place for what it is you're trying to set yourself up to accomplish, your body is not going to follow until you manage that first. Mm -hmm. So that for me, as, as soon as we came off stage in Miami, I was very proud. I, I got center of second callouts. Um, so I made the top 16. I think I was 14th, um, which is great <laughs> for me. Um, and so, you know, I was happy with that, but I know that initially, A, I needed time away from dieting and B, I needed to really focus on, you know, manifesting the things that I wanted to happen. And that started with where my mindset was. Mm -hmm. um, all right, I'm done. I'm done talking. That was just like, uh, I'm going to cut you off. You're done. What the noise is. I feel like someone's breaking in the building. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a freaking coffee machine in the background. Like, <laughs> is it a Keurig? No, it's a, I have no idea. <laughs> like a Jura or something. I don't know. I'm fancy schmancy. Schmancy. I'm like an espresso, an, a Nespresso. Ooh, look maybe. at you, bougie. Hmm? I look at you, bougie. I know. I might. I don't know. Because I'm definitely going to get a new laptop. Because this one is a dick. So, yeah. <laughs> That's how we're going to end today's episode. Um, just kidding. But yeah, th so that's the plan for today. I'm getting a new laptop probably, maybe. I need to get a new phone. That is my plan. If the weather plays nice and I can go and get one. because The only thing I'm sad about is the fact that I need to get new stickers now for my laptop. Mm. Of course, that's the only thing I'm, I'm really concerned about. I'm super debating on getting, I know that this is like annoying, but I'm actually debating on getting like a Microsoft Windows laptop. Everyone keeps telling me that. Because just the benefits that come with the software on that, I love my Mac and like, I feel like I'm going to be technologically challenged if I switch for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I see that as being much more enhancing to coaching, especially because I do a lot of video messaging and I use like Loom, which is great. Um, but it's like an internet plugin. And whereas you can get one for Outlook, but you can't get it for a Mac, you can get it only for Windows. And so I'm like, mm, that will just enhance my client communication so much because they, I always get such good feedback on video messages. Like they're like, I needed to hear that. Thank you for you know talking to me. Um, but it's hard when you're like out and about and you can't like just use the plugin. Like you have to, you know, I have to have my laptop in order to do that. Um, yeah. If I can get kind of 
plugins for for a Windows that might be more beneficial. So I'm I'm laying my options right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go there today. You know, feel them out. <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah, because this one I don't know what I did. It happened when I flew down here for some reason. Um, it just like freezes on me randomly. A random pop up comes mm-hmm. up and then it just closes the window that I'm on. So. Thankfully, I had, like, the autosave for whatever I'm writing right now. Otherwise, I'd be pissed. But, um, yeah, so that's been annoying. So <clears throat> I'm going to check that out. But everyone keeps telling me that Mac, that Microsoft is going to be a little bit more worth it. Yeah. But I don't know. Man, because just, they just look so sleek to me, sleek and nice. So I'm a little attached. I know. I love my Mac. I do. But at the end of the day, like, then I would just have two laptops, one for work and one for maybe, yeah. I don't know, other shit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, dude, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm weighing my, my options as well. It's like, what am I going to do? Are you going to be traveling this year? I am. Um, in March, I'm going to be in Denver. Uh, not exactly sure of the dates yet, just because we're having like a team meetup there for a team will go fit, which is going to be freaking awesome. Uh, we're going to have this whole like plan set up for the, for that weekend. Um, I have no idea what the details are yet, but <laughs> the general idea is that, um, we're going to go in March. So we have that coming up and then April is, um, some other stuff that you know about, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I do want to travel a little bit more, like maybe in the summer. Um, I, I've always, I mean, I'm going to Colorado in March, so I would obviously like to go, you know, again, but I, I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe like we talked about Nashville too. Um, mm-hmm. so that would be really fun. Um, my friend Casey is there. Um, she has like a little condo, so she's totally down to hang out and show us around. Um, so that'd be really cool just to, like, get away for a little bit. Um, but, uh, other than that, I know the Arnold is going to be pretty big, too. And I think I definitely want to, like, make that trip this year. Um, I was, I te- I definitely, like, bought my ticket and everything last year. Um, I actually had, like, the Airbnb and everything set up. And then last minute, I didn't go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But this year, I can actually make the commitment the Arnold's on my birthday, so you have oh, to do that. I, know. I can't. I remember I missed your. I missed that last year, and then you came back with all these goodies for me. I'm like, wait, wasn't it your birthday? Yeah, but I'm like, here, take them, take them, take the food. Friends are four. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to make that trip this year. Um, if that's the only, uh, like you know, big, whatever expo I go to, that's gonna be cool. Um, and then also the physique summit, whenever that ends up being yes. funny, I want to do that again because that was awesome um and totally worth it so i'm definitely gonna save for that for sure and then the arnold too yeah Yeah, how about you definitely gonna meet the arnold um i am planning on being at the national shows i try to be at all of those Mm -hmm. um so that is a goal for me this year to make all of them i didn't make usas last year junior i didn't make usas in Nevada, Las Vegas. So I didn't make that show last year, uh, but I was at all the other ones um, except for oh, what the hell, Universe. I hate that show. I hate. The, I only did it once, it, so I'm like, I'll, I yeah, nope, not for me. So other than those, that one, I'll probably be at all of them. That is my goal. 
Yeah. Um, and then of course the physique summit. And I want to go to um, one more. I believe I'm going to ACSM. Oh, sweet. That's in the summer in, it's in Florida. Um, okay. Campbell was telling us to go. So I think. Yeah, gonna actually, I think I was going to, I think that was in June, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, that, I can definitely swing that one too, especially yeah. since it's like local. So we can carpool. Yeah. So that'd be cool too. Just like more, more CEUs. Never hurt. Yeah. And then I don't know. I don't have really any other travel plans. I try to just, in Nashville, obviously, I'm going. Like I've already decided that's <laughs> happening. I don't know when, but it's happening. So, yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, dude, just that's it. Who fucking knows? Like, I can't even plan out the rest of my day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God, like, wait, today's New Year's Eve. I know. My mom made reservations. We're going to this Japanese steakhouse. Ooh. They got sushi, so I'm getting sushi. That's going to be fun. <laughs> I know my family, we usually, we're so chill on New Year's Eve. Actually, they don't even like it when we go out. Well, I've never gone out on New Year's Eve, let's be real. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we usually stay home uh, with my cousins and they usually like order Chinese food or some kind of jet Chinese, Japanese. We sit in, play games, and then watch the ball drop. Um, I feel like last year I didn't even stay up until midnight because <laughs> of grandma. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to do that this year, but it'll be nice just to chill out. Yeah, my mom's like, um, are you going to make it up for New Year's? And I'm like, um, I'm going to try. But like the change in the light to the dark here is so like eight o'clock here feels like midnight. I'm in bed by 930. And like everyone makes fun of you. They're like, whatever. Literally, I'm sitting on the couch. Like my eyes are like glazed over at like 10 o'clock. I'm like, I should have been in bed an hour ago. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, but I got it. Anakin, I'm like, Anakin, come on, follow me, follow me. Come on. And he's like laying there like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting if I, if I make it up or not. I'm like, maybe if I take a little afternoon siesta, I'll make mm -hmm. it up. But I hate napping. Yeah. I mean, I can only nap if I really need it. Because otherwise I, it's just like I'm laying there with my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Like my mind is so like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. So like, I like to just do that all day. <laughs> and then yeah. at the end of the day, I'm so mentally and physically exhausted. I'm like, all right, we're going to bed now. Solid. Oh my God. But yeah, it'll be fun. Last day of the year. Yeah. So, uh, hope you guys, whoever's listening, got some good insight from the shit. And, uh, I promise next time we'll probably rant on some, some other triggering things. Oh, hell yeah. Um, you know what I could do? I could probably send you some stuff right before we record. Probably a week's worth of shit. I'm like, oh, spiraling. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? <laughs> it will just be fired up by the time we start recording. Yeah, just like, mm. 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 Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But yeah, I love the just like little rambles. So I yeah, know, guys, we'll be we'll be back with that. And of course, if there are any topics like you guys see, of course, let us know. Slide in the DMs um, or message us however you feel best. Um, make sure you write a review on this podcast to keep it going and let us know if there's any other topics that you guys want us to cover. But until next time, have a great fucking New Year's Eve. Be safe or don't and, and you know, do whatever you're gonna do. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. And enjoy. Bye. Bye.